Krishna. Thank you everyone for joining on Everyday Chant Harinam conference call. So today we have uh, His Grace uh, Sundarananda Prabhu. Prabhuji, am I saying your name right? Yeah, he's right, Mother. Sundarananda Das. Yeah. Sundarananda. Okay, very nice, beautiful name. Prabhuji, Sundarananda Prabhuji on the call. And Prabhuji is going to enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam 5.5.7. So fifth canto, uh, fifth chapter and verse 7. So Prabhuji, please take over. Thank you so much for your association. Yeah, thank you so much, Mati. Hare Krishna devotees, uh, thank you for making the time. Uh, I know time is the most valuable resource for all of us. So thank you for making your time and also uh, giving the opportunity uh, to read Bhagavatam myself and uh, to contemplate on this subject matter. Yeah. So let's start with the prayers. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayana Namaskucha Naram Cheva Narutumam Devim Saswatim Gasam Tatojayam Vudirayet Nasta Paye Shabadjeshu Nitam Bhagavat Sevaya Bhavati Uttamasloke Bhakti Bhavati Naisiki I will also offer the Mangala Charana uh, auspicious invocation prayers seeking the mercy of our spiritual master and acharyas in our disability session and Krishna himself. O Magnanat Mirandasya Gnanajana Shalakaya Chekshurun Mirtam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Tapitam Yena Bhutale Swayurupa Kadamahyam Dadati Sopadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uttapada Kamalam Sri Guru Nvaishnamamsa Sri Rupam Sagridhatam Sagana Raghunadhan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha, Krishna Padhan, Sargana Larita, Sri Vishakan, Vitamsa, E Krishna, Karuna Sindhu, Dena Bandhu, Jagatpati, Gopesha, Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta, Namusudhe, Tapta Kanchana Gauranji, Radha Vindavaneshwari, Pushpanu Sudhe Devi, Pranamabhi, Hari Pree. Vanchakarpatarubhyesha, Kupasindhu Bhyavacha, Paditana Pavanevyo, Vaishnavibhyo, Namanamaha. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadara Sri Vasadhi Gaura Bhakta Vanda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Okay, so we'll read from Srimad Bhavatam, 5th Canto and chapter today we're reading is chapter number 5 and what's number is Seven. One second. Let me get my book ready. Okay. So, so if you remember uh, this oral, this chapter, fifth canto is wonderful, uh, and especially within fifth canto, this sixth chapter is even more important for us because Lord Rishabdev, who is the incarnation of Supreme Lord is giving the teachings to us in the fifth canto. It's canto fifth chapter. So, if you remember, Rishabdev is coming in the line of... Uh, let me look up that one. So, he actually coming up is the Bharat Maharaj past him also after this. So, fifth canto, Agnidara, okay, yeah. Agnidara, all that past tense are discussed. Okay, this is the dynasty of 
Priyavrata Maharaj. That's what is being described. So if you remember, overall uh, Srimad Bhavatam has 10 topics. So one of the topics is called uh, Visarga. So Sarga is called the primary creation and Visarga is called the secondary creation. So secondary primary creation is the one that is created by Supreme Lord Himself where all the material elements, all the ingredients are given to uh, Lord Brahma including all the blueprints for creation and then uh, the second, after that secondary creation or Visarga is done by Lord Brahma and again Lord Brahma is doing it based on the power and ability that Supreme Lord is given to him himself. So in the fifth canto the fourth canto and fifth canto are also describing the Visarga topic, secondary creation. Secondary creation primarily involves also also involves creation of population or a creation of Praja. So there are different Prajapatis described. So primarily Sukhdi Goswami is describing the Swayambhu Manvantara and Swayambhu Manu's descendants. So he described about Uttanapada's descendants in the fourth canto. Now fifth canto he started with describing the uh, Priyavrata's uh, Mara's descendants like that. So uh, now in the first few chapters we heard about Priyavrata himself and then we heard about his son Agnidra and then we heard about Nabi like that and then Nabi's son now we are hearing about Lord Rishabdev. So Lord Rishabdev is incarnation of Supreme Lord also. So now uh, we'll go to this particular chapter verse and then we can discuss in a little bit more context in the in the particular chapter itself. Okay, we are reading 5th canto, 5th chapter and text number 7 if, if anyone likes to open your books also. 5th canto, 5th chapter, 7th verse. Okay. Yadana paschati ayata guneham Swarde pramatta sahasavi paschit Gatasmitir vindati tatra tapan Asadya maitunyam agara magnaham So, We'll read synonyms or word for word meanings. Yada, when, na, not, pasyati, cease, ayata, unnecessary, guna, iham, endeavor to satisfy the senses, sva, arte, in self interest, pramattaha, mad, mad, sahasa, very soon, vipaschit, even one advanced in knowledge, gatasmitihi, being forgetful. Vindati gets Tatra there, Tapan material miseries, Asadya getting Maitunyam based on sexual intercourse, Agaram a home, Agnaha being foolish. This is the translation purported by Srila Prabhupada. Translation Even though one may be very learned and wise, he is mad if he does not understand that the endeavor for sense gratification is a useless waste of time. Being forgetful of his own interest, he tries to be happy in the material world, centering his interest around his home, which is based on sexual intercourse and which brings him all kinds of material miseries. In this way, one is no better than a foolish animal. Purport. In the lowest stage of devotion service, in the lowest stage of devotion life, one is not an unalloyed devotee. Anyamileshata sunyam 
Jnana karmadi anavritam. To be an unalloyed devotee, one must be freed from all material desires and untouched by fruitive activity and speculative knowledge. On the lower platform, one may sometimes be interested in the in philosophical speculation with a tinge of devotion. However, at that stage, one is still interested in sense gratification and is contaminated by the modes of material nature. The influence of Maya is so strong that even a person advanced in knowledge actually forgets that he is Krishna's eternal servant. Therefore, he remains satisfied in his householder life, which is centered around sexual intercourse. Considering to a life of sex, he agrees to suffer all kinds of material miseries. Due to ignorance, one is thus bound by the chains of material loss. Wow. Such a strong verse and a beautiful short purport by Prabhupada, uh, which is each line itself we can discuss a lot. So, so like we discussed, the context of this verse is that uh, Prevrata's dynasty is being discussed. In that context, Lord Rishabdev is one of the descendants of Prevrata. And uh, so Rishabdev uh, had hundred sons, so which we heard about in the previous chapter. So, uh, so he was instructing all his hundred sons. So that is the context for this section. And in this context, Rishabdev wants to clearly indicate, like the first few verses now, we are in seventh verse. I'll just briefly describe the, what we learned in the first few verses. For example, first three verses talked about the importance of human life. First verse itself talked about how human life is not for sense gratification, but for divine austerities. This is a very famous verse, Prabhupada likes it, Sapodivyam word he uses. Mm. So, human life is not for sense gratification, but for divine austerity. That's what we already heard in first verse. Now, second verse is, uh, says, the causes of liberation and bondage. What are the causes of liberation and bondage? Service to Mahatmas opens the doors for liberation. On the other hand, association of womanizers opens doors for hellish condition of life like that he describes right away and the third verse he describes extraordinary qualities of a devotee so devotee is eager to develop love for God devotee is disinterested in mingling with people who are busy in maintaining the bodies eating sleeping mating and defending the animal propensities and then devotees are unattached to their houses wives children's friends are wealth and then they're interested uh, only in collecting enough money to keep body and soul together or to remain in household life or to spend their money on glorifying the Lord like that. So he already described uh, extraordinary qualities of a devotee. Now in the fourth to sixth verse he talked about ending the transmigration cycle that means the birth, birth and death cycle that we are in. So in that context he described in the fourth verse that sense gratification only leads to perpetual transmigration. That means you already told the drawbacks of sense gratification. So when somebody considers sense gratification as the aim of life, he becomes mad and engages in all kinds of sinful activities. And uh, that acts are not befitting, he says, because they lead to temporary body. Because we get a body again, we cannot go back to spiritual world. 
and when you get the body again, we are subject to suffering again. So that's what he described in the fourth verse already. Now, he and the and fifth verse he discussed. Somebody may think, okay, I don't do sinful activity. I do nice pious activities. That's why he described the fifth verse that said, even piety also causes bondage. Not only sin causes bondage. So, because fruity activities when they do pious or sinful activity, the mind remains absorbed in that activity, and we need to uh, enjoy the results of that piety or suffer the reactions of the sinful activity. That's why we need to take another body again, another birth again in this material world. So that's why both of them are resulting in but bondage to this material world. So that's why both of them are not recommended, sinful activity and pious activity, like that. So then, but then how do we destroy all that karma? He, he described in sixth verse that because of our ignorance, we are performing actions that fix on further action like that. We are going into the karma cycle because of ignorance, avidya. The solution for that is by developing love for Krishna, love for Vasudeva. Then, uh, or until Bhakti appears, he will not be liberated from the body he described. So, basically, he already gave the key solution. He started this chapter saying that human life is very valuable and uh, the best thing is devotee association, devotees are glorious, and then he said sinful activity and pious activity causes bondage. He already went through that. He said the solution is Bhakti. So that is the best solution to liberate from this body like that he described. And then now, the reason he is starting this section is to become a devotee, one must be free from material desires. That is what he wants to impress upon us. So with that idea, he is starting this section about sense gratification, the three verses. So basically in this verse, what we are hearing is sense gratification is useless. Because he wants us to become free from material desires to become a nice devotee. So now when he made that uh, statement that we need to be free from desire, material desires to be, be a devotee, that means it's not a uh, prerequisite or a or a something we need to start with to engage in devotion service. That's not what I meant. Devotion service can be done by anyone in any situation. It doesn't matter. Devotion service, only qualification required is eagerness for devotion service. Anyone can engage in devotion service at any time. There's no bar for it. There's no prerequisite for it. But however, to perform devotion service nicely, uh, this helps that not engaging in sense gratification is very helpful. Not or not engaging in material desires is very helpful in divorce service. We'll explore the topic why. Because that is very important today's topic. So I'll read the translation one more time so we can discuss. Even though one may be very learned and wise, he is mad if he does not understand that the endeavor for sense gratification is a useless waste of time. Being forgetful of his own interest, he tries to be happy in the material world, centering his interest around his home, which is based on 
sexual intercourse and which brings him all kinds of material miseries. In this way, one is no better than a foolish animal. So, so now let us discuss this more. Um, this is a very broad topic and a very essential topic and very often discussed topic in Bhagavad Gita and also in Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, so that's why uh, most of the things uh, you must have already heard. I'm just sharing what I, uh, what I understood uh, from senior devotees and what I understood from Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam so far with my limited realization. And also I'll share with you from my personal realization whatever I understood so far also. So the overall topic or theme of this verse is the how endeavor for sense gratification is a useless waste of time. That is the overall uh, theme for this verse. So we can discuss that one. So now there are a whole bunch of verses coming up and also we have we learned from Bhagavad Gita also that how what is the right way to um, overcome sense gratification like that? But we'll discuss that also. So today's session will discuss two main things broadly, uh, three main things broadly. What is sense gratification? And then why sense gratification is useless waste of time, which is the main theme today. And then as practicing the Buddhist, how do we protect ourselves? How do we work on uh, this uh, sense gratification tendencies that we have? Those are three broad things we'll discuss today. So let us define it uh, when we say sense gratification, right? What does sense gratification means? So we all know what is senses mean. We have uh, knowledge acquiring senses. We have five knowledge acquiring senses. And we have five working senses. Uh, we discuss that uh, usually. So basically, let me enumerate them just for completeness. One is our eyes, nose, uh, eyes we see with eyes we see, and nose we hear, nose we smell, and then ears we hear, and then tongue for taste, and the skin for touch, skin or touch. So now, these are the five knowledge acquiring senses, because we can acquire knowledge through this, because whenever we see something, we can understand some attributes about it. Whenever we hear something, we uh, can understand some attribute about it like that, right? So those are five knowledge acquiring senses. And then we have five working senses. What are the working senses? Uh, working senses are our hands and uh, legs and then mouth with which we eat. And then remember, tongue already was covered to taste earlier. Now mouth also is coming as a working senses. And then uh, genitals and then anus. So these are the five working senses. Now, we, what we defined out of the word sense gratification is what are the senses we define. Now, gratification means we're trying to get happiness. That is what gratification means. We're trying to gratify or grat satisfy or uh, uh, become enjoy or become happy like that. That is a gratification. But now sense gratification means we are trying to seek enjoyment or happiness by engaging our senses with the sense objects. Sense objects means things that senses can enjoy. For example, eyes can see a form. That is a sense object. Or 
ears can hear sound that sound is a sense object like that so all the sense objects so we are trying to engage our senses with the sense objects in, with the with the aim to enjoy with the aim to be happy like that that is the sense gratification why that is a useless waste of time that is the topic today so now when we are trying to see something is valuable something is unvaluable uh, in sanskrit the terms are ardha and anardha something that is valuable and useful is called ardha something that is uh, not valuable or useless is called anartha so when we are thinking about what is valuable what is what is not valuable for us or what is useless for us it all depends upon what is our what are our values what is our goal of life what is the purpose that we are striving our lives towards based on that some things are valuable for us some things are not valuable for us even in devotion service we hear about anukuliyana uh, pratikuliyana in the definition of surrender right anukuliyana sankalpa pratikuliyasya marjanam like that that means we accept something favorable for devotion service what is unfavorable for devotion service that is why it is important to understand uh, because in to surrender to krishna we need to accept things favorable to serve krishna and engage in them more and more and also simultaneously second limb of surrender another limb of surrender is we reject something that is unfavorable to devotion service that is also part of surrender that's why we need to do both of them so that's why it's important to understand what is unfavorable and what is favorable so now today's topic is why sense gratification is unfavorable or useless like that now again uh, waste of time useless waste of time right waste of time what, what is our what is the best use of our time best use of the time is to strive use the time for the best goals we have we want to achieve and best desires that we want to fulfill like that that is the best use of time so now to understand this to understand what is favorable and what is uh, best use of our time so what we need to be focused is what is our goal of life that we all heard so many times goal of time can be expressed in different terms by different ones in different contexts so one way to express is uh, engage in pure devotion service of the supreme lord that is one way to express it another way to express it is go back to spiritual world to engage in service of krishna that is another way to describe it like that in different contexts is described differently but the same point primarily to engage in loving devotion service of krishna which is our natural position because we are we are who are we that's also important in this context where we all know this basic knowledge for us but i'm repeating it in this context because it's helpful for us to be grounded in that knowledge always and to cultivate the practice like that so we always start with conception of who am i i am a spirit soul i am not this body i am not this mind i am a spirit soul so that means and what is what else is my constitutional nature i am a part and parcel of krishna and i am a servant of krishna that is my real nature so now when i understand my real nature naturally then i want to do things based on that spiritual conception that is the oral idea that we are practicing as devotees so as practicing devotees 
were cultivating the knowledge and realization that we are spirit soul, we are part and parcel of Krishna and we are servant of Krishna. So anything that helps in progressing in the spiritual conception and situating ourselves in the spiritual conception is very valuable for us. That is the Artha. Anything that takes us away from that spiritual conception that I am a spirit soul, I am a part and parcel of Krishna, I am a servant of Krishna, that is not valuable for us. That is a anardha in one of the other terms. So that is not favorable for us. So that is the overall thing. So now our practice of devotion service is to achieve Krishna Prema or to engage in pure devotion service and which is possible when we are striving in our spiritual conception of life like we described. Now let us in, in discussions always a contrast helps. That is the only reason contrast is brought in picture. For example, if someone is thinking, if I am thinking that I am this body or I am this mind, then what happens is, with that bodily conception, all my desires are surrounding that conception. Now, I want to make my body happy and I want to stay away from something that causes my distress to my body. That is my conception. So now I will do everything, activities, based on the desires like this based on the desires to keep my body happy and not give trouble to my body. So all the activities are to give comfort to body and make my body happy and then not give you know, displeasure to my body or uh, trouble to my body. How to avoid distress from body like that. But if I am rooted in the spiritual conception that I am a spirit soul, I am not this body, I am a part and parcel of Krishna and servant of Krishna, then naturally the desires I cultivate are with that conception and to how to how to nourish my soul, how to nourish myself as a soul and so that way I can be engaged in service of Krishna, how to make sure uh, I get in, keep inspired in my service to Krishna, how do I service, serve Krishna, how can I improve my service to Krishna, that will be my desires and then the activities also will follow according to the same desires. So that is why we always start with the spiritual conception. That's when Bhagavad Gita, Krishna started in instruction with uh, understanding of the soul, different from the matter or different from the body, where spirit soul like that he starts with instruction. So that's why as devotees, we have that conception in the forefront. And now all the devotional practices that we are doing are meant to cultivate that spiritual realization for us. It is not just understanding, but by practicing devotion, that becomes our realization. And we actually act and stay on that platform, spiritual platform. That's where the chanting of the holy name, hearing regularly, reading scriptures, association with sadhus, performing deity worship, they are all helping us. There are different limbs of devotion service. They are helping us towards that goal of staying in spiritual conception, and becoming pure and coming to the platform of pure devotion service. They are all helping in positive sense. Now, we know that we want to be in spiritual conception. We know that we want to do grow in devotion service. The positive aspects, now we understood. In a, in a broad sense, I am explaining. Now, we, now that we understand what is our goal of life, and then now that we understand we want to be in spiritual conception 
and we want to progress in devotion service that is our goal now let us talk about the topic of today the sense gratification how is a useless waste of time now we discussed sense gratification means gratifying your senses uh with the with the understanding that i want to make them happy i want to be happy with the sense enjoyment like that now first of all uh, when we have a need or a desire we need to we apply a strategy to fulfill that need or desire so that way we get the right result that we want now if our need is to become happy then by we need to find the right strategy to become happy and also when we have a, uh, when we have a need to become happy we want to be happy we not only want to be happy for one second one minute one hour one day one year one 10 one decade or one lifetime but we want to be permanently happy not temporarily happy so that means we want to be and we also want to get the happiness what is the best thing we could do the best thing we could do is we want to get happiness in an unlimited way not even limited way we want to get unlimited happiness and we want to get uh, happiness that keeps on growing that is the best happiness we can seek and we understand that happiness is there in devotion service even in this life and after this life in spiritual world in spiritual world the happiness is unlimited is is unlimited amount and it keeps on growing uh, growing unlimited never ending growing growing amount of bliss that's what we can experience in the spiritual world in our relationship with krishna so that is the best place we can seek for happiness so now um, back to sense gratification sense gratification is um, rishidev gives his teachings that sense gratification is also there for animals sense gratification also is available for human beings so that is not the best use of your time he says rishidev so we like we like will analyze how human being what is the pleasure that animals derive and what is the pleasure that human beings derive and what is the highest amount of pleasure that human beings can derive all of us animals their pleasure is primarily based on senses that means based on the body based on how they engage the body they get the pleasure so that means animals are we know we heard this so many times animals and human beings have four things in common we heard that uh, uh, eating sleeping mating and defending these are common for both animals and human beings and animals also have great intelligence but what do they do that with the intelligence they want to utilize their intelligence only for eating sleeping mating defending they don't know any fifth aspect at all so so that's why because they don't know any other better way to become happy they're only trying to increase their happiness through these four mechanisms eating sleeping mating and defending that is there for human beings also human beings also can become happy with that but human beings have some special abilities also we we are given special given gifts by supreme lord what are those gifts 
the gifts given by supreme lord or we have a greater intelligence and ability to inquire about spiritual subject matters also animals don't have that ability and intelligence they have the intelligence to find the uh, find the enemy from far away or to get get the food from inside the water like that but we have the special intelligence to inquire into spiritual life and we also have the um, ability to seek higher levels of pleasure and we also have the power to choose our responses and then we have the we have the ability to be determined to do about three things uh, rajvihari prabhu from the chaupati uh, in his journey of self discovery book he, he summarizes this with an acronym called abcd we are always used to use another acronym for abcd but this is another acronym also a is the ability to engage in spiritual inquiry b is the uh, bliss to seek higher levels of pressure c is the choice the power to choose responses and then d is determination to do the above things to engage in spiritual inquiry to engage in higher levels of pressure and to make the right choices so now let us focus on the bliss aspect remember i told that only human beings can enjoy higher bliss compared to animals so we also can enjoy the pleasure that is coming from body and senses like animals there is a lower level of pleasure we can get lower level of bliss we can get experience now uh, little higher than that pleasure is emotional pleasure so first pleasure is bodily pleasure little higher than that is emotional pleasure so that comes from relationships at the matter of the heart so that is a higher level of pleasure that animals don't know even they have families and everything but their main sense of pleasure is about with the body so now third level of higher level of bliss that we can experience is intellectual pleasure intellectual pleasure comes when we are solving mathematical problems or something intellectual problems or studying a subject of interest are trying to learn a new thing like that that is the intellectual pleasure that we get and the fourth level of pleasure is spiritual pleasure these higher levels of pleasure are not known to animals these are only special prerogative special gift given to human beings what is the higher level of bliss the spiritual pleasure is when we connect ourselves because we are, remember we talked about we are a spirit soul we are part and parcel of krishna and we are servant of krishna when we awaken our relationship with krishna once again and we are experiencing that uh, pleasure of the unlimited love in that connection with krishna then that gives us the highest spiritual bliss so that is what we sh- we should aim for we should not aim for a cheap spiritual pleasure pleasure based on the body and senses we are meant to achieve the highest pleasure so like prabhupad often talks about a miser or a kripana so if i have millions of dollars uh, i'll be called a miser if i don't use my money to even to take care of my basic needs i don't wear proper clothes i don't eat proper food uh, i don't give any charity then people will say oh this is a miser he is not actually using the wealth that he has like that right similarly 
we are given this higher gifts of ability to inquire in spiritual subjects where uh, ability to experience higher pleasure of spiritual bliss and when we when i'm not making my choices and my not being determined to engage in these higher gifts that are given to human being then i'm also a miser i'm also not utilizing the high, real value of human life if i am just using it for sense gratification which is available for animals also so like that so that is why sense gratification for human beings does not make sense is not a uh, good program uh, because we are meant for doing higher things and enjoying higher pleasures higher bliss actually in spiritual life so that is one angle to look at so now another angle to look at is the when you engage in sense gratification what we are trying to say to ourselves is i am this body and i want to get happiness through senses like that but that is against the first principle of spiritual life where we are trying to cultivate that i am a spirit soul servant of krishna that's what we are trying to cultivate when we are engaging in sense gratification the strongest our most pleasure of pleasurable stuff all of the sense gratification is the sex life they people say even propal talks about it so this sex life and other sense gratification roots us conditions us to be to bodily conception of life so then that means we're cultivating the opposite conception that we want we want to have spiritual conception to experience the higher pleasures and the goal of our life but then by engaging in sense gratification including sex we're the conditioning of i am this body consciousness so that is another reason why sense gratification is not the best use of our time as spiritualists as practitioners of uh, devo- devotion life practicing devotees that's another reason so now uh, third reason many other reasons are there and this counting them but is not required so there are lots of reasons so another reason is sense gratification we talked about gives temporary pleasure the pleasure that we get from sense gratification doesn't last a longer time is only for a few minutes few hours few days like that but is never for longer time that means we are using the time uh, for not in the best way whereas we use the same time for engaging in devotion service we can get the highest unlimited pleasure we talked about another thing is senses can get pleasure in a limited way because senses have a limited capacity only that means i cannot enjoy unlimited happiness for example i love ice cream i can eat maximum one bucket of ice cream somebody is so voracious they can eat three buckets of ice cream after that they have to stop they cannot enjoy unlimitedly they can enjoy only limitedly but in in case of our spiritual senses in our spiritual connection with supreme lord in our spiritual body we can enjoy unlimited happiness all the time so so limited happiness is not a good way of using our time energy and enthusiasm that's another reason why we don't engage in, we don't need to engage in sense gratification now another thing is when we engage in sense gratification we normally get addicted to some of this one of the sense gratifications 
Addicted means something you cannot control yourself. You want to do it again and again. That's what addiction means, right? So now what that means is not only we're enjoying the senses for some time when we want to, now we're getting to the area of addiction where we want to en- we want to engage in sense gratification even if you don't want to against our desire against our intention against our goals so now sense gratification is taking us away from our own goals and our desires and our wants what we want to do we know people who are addicted to video games people who are addicted to sex people who are addicted to pornography they are so much addicted they can they are not in their control they just waste their time energy and enthusiasm they cannot do anything they cannot achieve anything in life because of their addictions that's another reason why sense gratification is not recommended for us so now uh, sense gratification especially i recently heard from radhesham prabhu he was talking about how pornography is so harmful so he was quoting his uh, research some uh, scientists did since and doctors were sharing that when you are addicted to pornography it uh, kills certain brain cells it seems it damages certain brain cells so now those damaged brain cells brain cells cannot be recovered by any medicine or anything or any by doing anything so the addiction is so dangerous like that so that is another reason why sense gratification is not good for us and not a best use of our time now another thing remember when i talked about addiction let us say we may think oh i'm not so addicted i'll do little bit in moderation that's okay like that we may think but then sense gratification is such a thing that our mind will be preoccupied with sense gratification then what we'll do is will think how can i enjoy this way how can i enjoy that way what can i do to prepare for enjoying this way like that so not only we are wasting the time when we are enjoying the senses but we are enjoying the rest we are wasting the rest of the time also in preparing for the time to enjoy senses so now we wasted most of our life through that way so that's another thing so not only we are endeavoring to enjoy endeavoring to prepare for sense enjoyment but we are also thinking making plans how to how to prepare for sense enjoyment so that means we our mind is preoccupied with sense gratification remember one of the things we hear from rupa goswami in bhakti rasam sundu and propas course in english is one of the all the rules and regulations and devotions life are there for what purpose to always remember krishna and never forget krishna that is the purpose why all the rules and regulations are there so now my my purpose in spiritual life as practicing devotee is how i can remember krishna that means how i can engage my mind in krishna service right so now if i if i am engaging in sense gratification what did we talk about my mind is always engaged about how to prepare for sense gratification how to enjoy senses like that right so now i'm doing the opposite by doing sense gratification instead of doing what i'm meant to do what i want to do which is to remember krishna and not forget krishna with my mind so that is another reason why sense gratification is a useless waste of time
so now uh, the another thing when we are engaged in sense gratification we are engaging in lower modes of nature passion and ignorance primarily there is some sense gratification goodness also but most of the people are attracted towards passion and sense and ignorance mode of sense gratification so we are trying to transcend the modes of nature we are trying to go beyond modes of ignorance passion goodness we are going to transcendental platform that is why we are practicing devotional service now by practicing sense gratification we are engaging in the modes more and more and more and more that means we are dragging ourselves down instead of going ourselves up so prabhupada also gives another analogy that when we are trying to light a fire when you trying to grow a fire we don't put water because that is opposite of what we are trying to do because water will try to extinguish the fire when we are trying to grow a fire we don't put water to extinguish the fire at the same time because there are opposite goals then somebody will see us it will be crazy because we are doing two things which are opposite nullifying each other so similarly when we are practicing devotion service we talked about cultivating spiritual conception engaging our mind in krishna service and engaging our senses in krishna service now if we are engaging our senses in trying to enjoy apart from krishna then that's like pouring water while growing fire that's the another reason to not engage in scarification now why we are spending so much time is when we want to uh, stay away from something our sense gratification is important to understand why we need to stay away that is very important for us from our intelligence perspective because only when we know when we value something when we value why we need to do something then only we value and try to understand how to do it it always starts with why the motivation is very important that is why shastras are describing uh, the why so strongly for our benefit so now when we understand the why why sanskrit is not good for us now we can briefly look at in the next few minutes we'll briefly look at how to avoid sense gratification and what is the best way to work on sense gratification tendencies we have so uh, i purposefully focus today on why sense gratification is useless waste of time that is the main theme of this verse instead of focusing too much on uh, remediation because there also we hear regularly but we will focus on that also now so now um, so one of the best things we can do this is the uh, overall principle is this overall principle for us as practicing devotees to avoid sense gratification is to to engage our senses and mind in service of krishna instead of engaging in the senses so that is the overall principle that we we can take now from that overall principle there are several ways we can apply that principle and some practical ways we can do it so krishna says in bhagavad gita that the best thing that we can do is in terms of sense gratification restriction is not only regulating senses and restraining senses but engaging senses in krishna service 
that is the best way we can overcome sense gratification so now there are two main principles that will support this one one is krishna says we develop a higher taste because even just because i'm stopping uh, sense gratification i'm trying to stop sense gratification i don't want to enjoy this i don't want to enjoy this like that but my desire is still there i'm still my attention is still there in mind so now uh, to overcome that the best way krishna prescribes in bhagavad gita is to develop a higher taste for devotion service once we develop the higher taste for devotion service we don't want to enjoy in a lower way because we are already experiencing higher happiness we don't want a lower happiness remember we talked about the spiritual happiness is the highest level of bliss uh, bodily pleasure emotional pleasure intellectual pleasure and then spiritual pleasure is the highest so when we experience spiritual pleasure then we don't want a lower pleasure that is the higher taste but now but now right now i am not there yet i am still a practicing devotee so what do you do then so then what i can do is i can cultivate the higher taste while cultivating higher taste i also try to regulate my sensory activity or restrain my senses also parallelly there is a prescription given by acharyas that the two things we do by regulate our senses now and cultivate the higher taste simultaneously both both things we need to do it's not a one or the other is not just okay i'm engaging in devotion service i'm engaging senses in my krishna service so i don't care about what my senses say i keep on enjoying whatever i want doesn't matter i'm purifying anyway with devotion service. not like that do restrain our senses to the best extent and also engage in devotion service both that is the main point now uh so the always so let us cover these two principles in little bit more detail how do we do these two things so engaging our senses in krishna service that is sri prabhupada gave us a nice program for us so to keep ourselves always busy is described idle mind is devil's workshop if a mind is idle will serve maya instead of serving krishna that means we'll gravitate towards sense gratification and sensing the engagements sense enjoyment tendencies that's why we keep ourselves uh, busy with the devotion service krishna prabhupada gave us a sandwich program of morning and evening programs for us to nourish our devotion service so chanting the holy name uh, getting up early in the morning taking bath chanting the holy name uh, performing deity worship and then reading simrit bhagavatam hearing simrit bhagavatam like you are all doing and then uh, again in the evening doing kirtana engaging in reading scripture or hearing the class uh, like that this is the sandwich program prabhupad gave us so these will keep us strong when our chanting is strong sincere and serious then all material desires will vanish and spiritual desires will come that's why when we focus on positive aspects we focus on chanting nicely hearing nicely reading nicely then we'll get spiritual strength and we will get spiritual intelligence will our intelligence get sharpened with our sharpened intelligence we can tell no to the mind when it says i want to enjoy senses like that so that is the way to sharpen our intelligence by hearing and reading scriptures 
we can sharpen our intelligence and also we can develop the higher taste by focusing on sincere serious devotion service every day and we take regular devotee association that means we don't try to stay away from devotees including our family members who are devotees we stay in devotees association that way we don't get some wrong ideas when we are alone to do something nonsense so that's why we always have a devotee association also so these are the some of the positive ways of uh, uh, improving the higher taste and engaging senses in krishna service so that way we don't get fall into the prey of maya and engaging in sense gratification which is useless now some of the uh, remember i talked about restricting senses and developing higher higher taste so let us briefly talk about restricting senses so one of the best ways we can uh, restrict senses or regulate senses is by cultivating mode of goodness in our life mode of goodness when we cultivate that helps us in regulating senses and gradually overcome the sense gratification tendencies mode of goodness is characterized by so many things we hear in bhagavad gita i'll mention few of them one of the best way to cultivate mode of goodness is cleanliness to keeping our environment clean body clean mind clean by not seeing things not hearing things that we don't need to hear uh, no need to see like that that is a uh, mode of goodness is cleanliness that's one second is mode of goodness is characterized by doing things in a timely manner in a regulated manner that means regulated manner means at a particular time every day chanting at a particular time hearing at a particular time reading at a particular time eating at a particular time like that so uh, doing office work at a particular time when we do that regulated way and particular amount of time also is recommended so that way there is also part of regulation when we try to do that our mind becomes controlled now mind doesn't think anything else because mind knows now is the time to chant now is the time to hear now is the time to do office work now is the time to read so mind is very clear so then that is the way to regulate ourselves as practice in devotees so we don't give the mind the choice oh now what do i do oh let me cook something for myself and let me eat let me do this let me watch this on internet what is this guys are saying so we don't have time for those things and we don't give that way oh, by regulation our mind will be also get into control in whatever way it's not 100% control what are best we can so like that so basically uh, sense gratification can be controlled when we restrict or when we when we are careful about what we see what we hear what we read like that also is very important what we eat food also we should only eat krishna prasad and that will help us uh, get over sense gratification tendencies and we should only see what is relevant for us important for us to do our duties prescribed duties or to practice our devotional service we don't need to go to everywhere to see everything and read everything and everywhere hear everything there we don't have to have the curiosity factor to know what is going on in the world we can learn a little bit to practice our devotional service properly and to do our duties properly not more than that so those are the uh, some of the uh, tips based on what i heard from devotees and what i uh, have my personal relation also so uh, so just to summarize uh, we as devotees practicing devotees are cultivating spiritual conception and trying to have a goal of uh, uh, engaging in pure devotion service to krishna understanding that we are part and parcel of krishna and servant of krishna so engaging in sense gratification 
uh, is not helping us towards that goals at all. And the sense gratification is anyway useless because it's giving it uh, smaller levels of pleasures. But we can experience higher levels of pleasure with the spiritual connections, given that we are given better gifts with human body. So, so those are the, uh, and we also need to cultivate the higher taste and parallelly regulate our senses. So that way we can practice devotional service nicely and uh, please Krishna. So ultimately, Bhakti principle is to please Krishna. So when we are uh, choosing Krishna instead of sense gratification, Krishna is pleased. Every choice we make for Krishna instead of sense gratification, Krishna is very pleased. I'll end here for any other comments or your realizations that you have. Uh, please feel free to share your realizations or comments. Uh, also, if you have any questions, let me know. Thank you so much, devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Madanath Pranam to you, Shri Prabhupada Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you so much for uh, explaining, you know, the verse was like very, uh, uh, you know, you gave a detailed explanation of what actually means of sense gratification, you know, and how I understand it is that, uh, you know, like we say, engage our senses in the service of Krishna. So it's just a simple process Prabhupada has given us, otherwise, you know, right from eating and there are so many other activities in our life, we can do on, uh, on a basis where we are serving ourselves, you know. We are thinking we are all in all okay, you know, morning when we did our sadhana, like, yeah, God is there, worship, and then the whole day, we eating and doing all kinds of other things. But, um, uh, like, Srila Prabhupada, he gave us this thing about, we should be uh, engaged in Krishna's uh, service 24 hours a day. So, you know, like, when we are offering prasadam, uh, bhoga, so, you know, it's like... Uh, we take, we're doing some mantra, we chant some mantra three times, we bow down and you know we offer with Tulusi, so the connection of Krishna comes in. When we are cooking, we don't have to think, of course we can cook something which uh, we want to uh, eat, you know, but the point is that uh, we can always, uh, uh, you know, talk to Krishna and tell Krishna that, you know, I feel like having today karela sabji, so I got for you, so I wanted to offer to you, so you can also, you first take and then we can have it. So it's not like we have to always uh, cook like, uh, you know, I mean, yes, for the pleasure of Krishna, but we have our own uh, pleasures also. Sometimes our family members ask for certain things and we tell them, yes, we'll cook it, we'll offer to Krishna and then we'll, uh, we can all have it because the ultimate thing is like when I tell my family is like, you know, we can't even produce uh, like, um, uh, you know, cauliflower also. It's coming from the plant and, you know, somebody puts the seeds and, uh, you know, and Krishna is there in the plant also, is everywhere in every atom. So, you know, like, uh, so we kind of, uh, and food is something which, you know, uh, after three or four hours, the hunger comes back. So at least that way, every four hours, three hours, when we are offering uh, three times, two times, or four times, whichever our schedule permits, then we are remembering Krishna, you know. So it's, uh, I think the whole, um, this thing is that, um, I think one time Srila Prabhupada also said that, uh, the, uh, you know, our desires, uh, it's like uh, we cannot stop our desires, but we can, like, we, we can substitute it. Like, for example, if we stop having tea, uh, so we can have some elaichi milk instead. So it's not like we are not, suppose we need to take some hot liquid in the morning, right? So we're not having tea because that's addictive. It uh, breaks one of our regulative principles and uh, we become like a slave um, uh, of our senses and... Um, Goswami and uh, Godas. 
So we are not Godas. We go. We should be. We aim towards becoming a Goswami. So uh, you know, like. Uh, so I mean, definitely we can have uh, you know some ginger water or uh, milk or something like that. So otherwise, if we are just cannot have it, it's become like. I mean, we can eat, but you know, food offered to Krishna. So it's not that hard. But um, I like the way you explained, uh, you know, in the beginning also all the working senses. It was like a beautiful uh, summary of Bhagavad Gita for me. And because of that, these thoughts are coming. And um, it's wonderful, uh, you know, this process we are in. And, you know, Krishna makes it very nice. And actually, uh, you know, my daughter was telling me that, uh, you know, the prashadam, uh, two things always remember, don't eat too much. And also, it should not be very tasty. Maybe it is somewhere in the Chaitanya Chaitanya Charitamrit, but I have not read that so far. I'm still in the, after Bhagavad Gita, I'm doing Bhagavatam study, reading. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's so, in the sense that we should not even get attached to the quantity of prashadam or to the taste of prashadam so much that it's so tasty that we keep on eating and then we forget, you know that we are actually uh, uh, honoring prashadam and we can take little bit because again if we are not doing that then if we eat too much then again you know there will be other things um, like you know we will uh, most be more sleepy so everything is given so nicely even like sleep uh, it's amazing uh, six hours of sleep is written or less maybe five hours uh, but uh, not more than that so we are so thankful to Srila Prabhupada I just wanted to uh, uh, say this, uh, I had a few comments, you know, after your class, because it was such a simple class based on uh, simple process of Krishna consciousness about how we, uh, you know, so remembrance came to me about Srila Prabhupada and how this uh, wonderful movement we are in. And one last thing I want to say is like, you know, I always tell a lot of people that, uh, um, you know, Krishna has made it so easy for us, Srila Prabhupada has made it so easy for us that, you know, when we go to the kitchen, it's so easy to cook with just few ingredients. You know, we take vegetables, we take some ginger, we take some uh, asafoetida, some tomato, and so many preparations. And Prabhupada himself said, from milk you can make like thousands of preparations. And it becomes so easy, uh, you know, like, I mean, we don't have ingredients like onion, garlic, you know. So it life becomes so much easy and we can make all, uh, you know, gravy dishes, everything is possible. Um, you know, there's always substitutes uh, for, um, you know, like uh, all the items that are there. And uh, unnecessary, we don't need to take uh, onion, garlic and so many other things. And life really becomes simple. We go to the kitchen, 30 minutes we are done because there's no smell in the house, you know, when we are cooking. Otherwise, sometimes uh, we go to people's house and they say, well, uh, we have to cook early because the smell is there. Why? Because they're cooking onion, garlic or meat or whatever, you know. And the whole house gives that smell, you know, and... Uh, but if you go to a devotee's home, um, you know, there's no smell even if they have cooked like for three hours because uh, all the ingredients that we are using to offer to Krishna is so, um, uh, you know, uh, it's not giving out that horrible fragrance, um, you know. And even with us, like sometimes when we get down, you know, there's, um, we go for a groceries, there's a big store, Sam's Club I go to, and next to it there's an Indian store element. And, you know, on the weekend sometimes we go there to do our groceries and there is so much of smell in the whole parking lot, you know, and it is so d disgusting to oneself, you know. I literally have to close my ear, my um, nose because uh, it's smelling of onion garlic, you know, and people are getting attracted and saying, oh, it's a very nice restaurant, element, this and that. So that's the thing. They're so much into the material world, you know, and uh, they want to just uh, 
all they are thinking is that this small little tongue, how do we satisfy it? So, and Srila Prabhupada only said that the whole thing, the most important part is the tongue. We chant and take prasadam. Even if we start with this, or these people who are so much addicted, they can start with that, they can make so much progress. So thank you so much Prabhuji for a wonderful class. I don't have a specific question, but uh, all these thoughts were not there. But they came after I heard, heard from you. And uh, so thank you once again for coming on the class and kind of a short notice. And uh, Hare Krishna. If anybody has any comment, question, they can please go ahead uh, before we end the call. Being Monday today, everybody's working. Hare Krishna. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I'm assuming that uh, no one has questions, but thank you so much Prabhuji, uh, thank you for preparing and uh, especially sharing your own realizations because um, uh, one point which I remember also is like enthusiasm to do seva is very important, you know. Uh, if the seva is there, then and I kind of, you know, uh, enthusiasm to do seva, actually I applied to the process of, Prabhuji, I will just close the recording.